The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. CSPN and the WrestleCast present to you Cast of Strong Style with your hosts JPK Moto and Don DeLorente. Hello and welcome to Cast of Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Mr. Anwar Starwin. What's going on, Anwar? Nothing much, Don. Just enjoying the bright lights of the city. Uh, yes. Thank you for joining me once again on another excellent edition of Cast of Strong Style. Yes. You can find Cast of Strong Style on the CSPN at www.cspn.us. So on this edition of Cancer Strong Style Anwar, we're going to get into nights 12 through 16 of the G1 tournament. So we're getting close to the semifinals and the finals of the overall tournament and the action is heating up and the standings are getting tight. So for night 12, we had B block matches and we start off with Tamatanga versus Ishii. Ishii has a sliding lariat and it gets a two count. And as usual, Tanga Loa pulls out the ref. Fale arrives. Ishii fights him off initially, but Fale hits the grenade. Tamatanga makes the cover, and Ishii barely kicks out. Tamatanga hits the stun gun, and Tamatanga gets the win. Now, I know in our you know previous conversations, you know you, yeah, you, you, you are not watching anything dealing with the Tongans, if you can help it. Yeah, I'm at this point, but I'm hearing good stuff about certain matches. So I may break that rule because I don't know, but we'll see. All right. Next up, we had Juice Robinson versus Sonata. Sonata counters Juice's comeback and he gets the skull in. Juice walks up the ropes and he counters out of the skull in. Sonata locks the skull in back in and he swings Juice around and then he drops down and puts puts the hooks in. Juice counters, and he hits the big left hand and pro friction, and Juice Robinson gets the win. That was a kind of upset to me. Yeah, that was shocking to say the least. I just assumed that Sonata was just going to get the win and move on. Because, <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Juice is catching so many L's. Exactly. But that wasn't the case, and that's the reason why this booking office always keeps us on our toes. Next that's up. True. That's true. Naito, he faced off against Yano. Their hair pulled, followed by the cradle, gets a two for Yano. Yano follows with a belly-to-belly, and he chokes out Naito with his shirt. Naito blocks a low blow, and he rolls up Yano for a two. Naito hits Destino, and he gets the win over Yano. Like, Naito can play those silly games if you want to play them, and he can beat you at your own games. That's why he is the Stardust genius. So... <laughs> We that that crap Yano was just doing like playing both sides good and bad. It's like that sh- that ain't gonna work against Nitro, bro. <laughs> but nice try. Yeah, yeah, it was a good fun match though. You know, had enough blend of comedy and wrestling. Yep, it, it, it hit the spot. Yano's been one of the bright spots of this tournament. Next up, we had a super matchup between Zack Saber Jr. and Kenny Omega. Zack Sabre Jr. locks in, orienting with Napalm Death. 
Omega fights, but Zack Sabre Jr. just locks it in tighter. Zack Sabre Jr. transitions to a calf slicer, but Omega makes the ropes. Omega blocks the PK, and they trade strikes. Zack Sabre Jr. blocks the V-trigger once, but Omega hits it on the second try, and he cradles up Zack Sabre Jr. for the win. He basically, in a way, kind of out-wrestled Zack to get that win, which is strange to say, but... We've seen this a couple times in this tournament where he got Zach has been outfoxed by people in using his like technical base to beat him, and it very much upset him. If you watch his post match like outburst, because he knew it's like, oh my god, these guys got me! God damn it! <laughs> oh, we're not in Japan. We can curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, based on some actions that we're going to discuss a little bit later. Um, yeah, they had some reprimands come down from the office. So, yeah, yeah, this, this was a, this was a really good finish. It, it, it came so far out of nowhere that I had to watch it like twice because it was like, I was watching (laughs) it. I turned away for a second to take a sip of my beer and I turned back. And like you said, I see Zach Sabre Jr. just throwing a temper tantrum. I'm like, what the hell just happened? And so I was like, oh, he got cradled up. Nice, nice, nice. So nice variation for Kenny Omega to win a match without using his usual, you know, one-winged angel. So good variation there. I like that match a lot. Our main event for night 12, Kota Abushi versus Goto. Goto hits a headbutt. Abushi lays in strikes, and the running knee strike gets a two-count. The last ride powerbomb follows by Ibushi for a great nearfall. The Kamagoye connects, and Abushi gets the win over Goto. Yeah, that was my match of the night. Mm-hmm. Abushi really stepped up in his hometown, and Goto has been also in that discussion of having a great G one as well. He's he's he's. I mean, Goto delivers in big spots when he's called upon to. So, I I was hoping to be good. I didn't expect it to be as that good, but hey. I'm here for it. All day long. Next up, we had Night 13, and that was in the A block. We had Bad Luck Fale versus Michael Elgin. Hoss match. The rolling elbow from Elgin <laughs> connects for two, and we get a ref bump. Tongaloa attacks. Elgin fights him off, and Elgin slams Fale. Elgin heads up top. Tamatanga arrives and takes him out with chair shots for the DQ. Hmm. I didn't watch it, so you know that's oh, on you, Don. To break de- it down. Definitely a hoss match. Good, good stuff. Good power stuff between the two guys up until the run in, and then you know the DQ is the DQ. So, uh, Fale could have probably like the most points ever scored if all these matches didn't end in a DQ that he's involved in, because he's really been wrestling pretty well. He looks good. He lost the weight. He's moving around a lot better. So his matches are improving as well. So. I look for big things for him, actually, and, you know, going forward for the end of this year and into early next year. That's an interesting take because my timeline feels completely opposite about <laughs> Fale. But that's neither here nor there. I've always liked Fale, though, even, you know, when he was, you know, really heavy and really didn't do that much. I always liked him, but I guess. I like him as a monster, too, but it's just, I think. It's a mixture of all the crazy stuff that's happening right now that's really turning people on against him. And right. it's not like it's not like I like I'm mad at you because you're a heel. It's kinda like it's getting to the point where we want y'all to go away. 
Yeah, you they, don't want that. They get that X Pac go away heat, and that's definitely what you do not want. Hell no. Next up, we have the Hangman Adam Page versus Makabe. Makabe hits the overhead belly to belly from off the ropes. The King Kong knee drop misses. They trade clotheslines, and Page counters the German but runs into a lariat. Page, he goes to the apron, and Makabe attacks. Page hits the buckshot lariat, and he follows that up with the rite of passage, and Hangman Page gets the win. That match was awesome. And it, it was really good to see Makabe, like, really step up to help a younger talent get further over. That's what I love seeing old heads help the young heads to get better and keep the business moving forward. Because that's how it's supposed to be. And Hangman, he just keep delivering really good matches, man. He's like, he's the anti-Tomasonga <laughs> as far as, like, work rate-wise. Uh, yeah, he's definitely been stepping up this whole tournament. I've definitely had a new appreciation for Adam Page and, and all that he can do in these matches. And this is what the G1 is supposed to be for a person like him who, you know, has been in a faction kind of buried deep in the roster. But now, due to the way that things are stacking up, he's getting a chance to show what he can do night after night after night with some of the best wrestlers in the world. And he's getting better. And, you know, he's getting rewarded for getting better because now he's pinning these guys. They better, like, lock him up contract-wise because with what happened today in the news, they got to be real careful with their contracts because yeah, this is going to come back to the <laughs> So, go ahead. Let's believe. Go, go, Let's believe. Go ahead, and, go ahead and break it down to them and, and let them know what happened since you brought it up. The MSG and Ring of Honor show sold out in like, like maybe under thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. They sold their tickets in a pre-sale on Wednesday, I believe, and then they sold the other forty percent today this morning. Physical and, tickets and like yeah, online sales. Yep. Yeah, and the only way you can get tickets right now is through the resellers market. And I'm gonna tell you. The reseller tickets ain't cheap. Because <laughs> I'm probably trying to go that route. And I'm, I'm looking at them tickets. I'm like, it's history, though. So I got to find my way in there. But, yeah, man, it's not cheap to go now. Uh, yeah, I can best believe it. It's a hot commodity, man. But, yeah, they really, really need to lock up the talent that they have plans for in the future. Because Uncle Grandpa Vince, Uncle Paul about to come. Yeah, yeah. So, our next match... Night 13, Jay White versus Yoshihashi and his wig. What's up, Moto? How you doing? <laughs> so Yoshihashi counters a Blade Runner, and we get a ref bump and a low blow. Yoshihashi, Yoshihashi fires back, and he hits the super kick. The backstabber follows, and the Fisherman Buster connects for two. Jay White counters Karma into the Blade Runner, and Jay White gets the win. To me, personally... I enjoyed the showing that Tacos put it put forth in a in a match versus Jay, but part of me is like, Jay, you need to beat Tacos without any interference or any shenanigans, because you are a dude that's on a higher level than, than than Yoshihashi. You shouldn't be cheating to beat him. That's terrible. I know you were healed and that's your stick, but come on, now, come on, bro. Oh yeah, they're having the heels heal it all the way up to the absolute extreme. All the way up. <laughs> so we have a Tanahashi, the ace versus evil. 
Evil hits the darkness falls and gets a good near fall. The lariat connects for two. Everything is e- everything is evil is countered and Tanahashi hits his version of everything is evil and then he heads up top. The high fly flow connects and Tanahashi gets the victory. I was like, damn, Tanahashi won again. What are we doing? Is this some super, is this Cena booking? <laughs> but I got what I gather why they had to do it because Tana need to keep getting wins because he has Okada and Jay White on his heels. And Jay got the tiebreaker on both of them. So <laughs> he got to win everything. It was sad to see Evil lose again because it kind of just pretty much ended his G1 run as a chance to win it. But still, it's like, it's the ace. I can't get too mad. That's my guy. Yeah, man, the ace is always fantastic. He's uh, he's he's always a, a good match, especially when he's in that semi-main or main event spot. You know you're going to get a really good match from whoever he's wrestling against. Next up, we have Okada versus Minoru Suzuki. Suzuki locks on the octopus hole. Okada then counters out and hits the tombstone for the double down. Okada now works a sleeper. And he teaches a gotch pile driver, but Suzuki counters and looks for a tombstone, but Okada counters into a gotch style tombstone. We get a rolling rainmaker by Okada, followed by the regular rainmaker, and Okada gets the win. Yo, that match was wild. <laughs> Suzuki was with his face reactions at times was killing me, <laughs> but it's just it's not quite on the level of their previous matches, but it was still awesome. And even though they kind of got tired at the end, it was still an entertaining match. And I love how old school Suzuki is. He don't be playing around kicking out from multiple finish. When you hit him, when you hit him with your finisher, he goes down. Oh, yeah. This match had a good um, amount of brawling and a good amount of wrestling and a really good lead up to the finish with both of them trying each other's setup move. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I really I really like the way that 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 finish built up. And then at the end, you know, we get the Okada still on a, a winning streak. He's coming up strong. You know, he's riding the rail and uh, he's, he's making a hard charge for uh, Tanahashi on the outside. Mm hmm. Just a reminder that this is Cast of Strong Style. I'm here with my co-host, Anwar Starwin. We're talking about the G1 tournament, nights 12 through 16. Um, you can find Cast of Strong Style on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. So we're going to go into night 14, where we get B-Block action resumes. We have Yano versus Sonata. Both men brawl to the floor. Sonata gets the skull in and then ties up Yano in the paradise lock in one of the barricades. Sonata then tapes the barricade to the post. Rocky Romero tries to help, so Sonata ties Rocky up in the paradise lock and Sonata wins via count out. That's what Rocky get for being nosy. <laughs> I almost had an asthma attack laughing at him with his headset still on on commentary. On commentary. <laughs> Somebody help me! Help me! I need help! Somebody get Milano! Get him over here! Get him over here! Get Milano! <laughs> yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. It's like Sonata, like showing that he got some jokes in him. I mean, he'd be doing the straight deadpan humor at times, but he's like, "Are you gonna mind your business too, Rocky? Huh? Let, okay, hmm. Let me just tie you up real quick and just and leave you." <laughs> just leave you there. Yano was on the ground telling, Rocky, Rocky, help me, help me. He's like, I got to help him. 
Kevin Kelly getting mad at him, and Kevin's like, see, that's what you get, boy. Told you about in the in the matches when you on commentary. Yeah, man, that was a that was a really good that was a really good deal. Like right there, I really enjoyed that match. Next up, we get Goto versus Tama Tonga. So guess what, Anwar? What? There was a ref bump, and Tonga Loa gets in the ring, and he hits a running power slam. Uh, we, people would take a shot for like all the ref bumps per show. Jesus, alcohol poisoning, sir. Alcohol poisoning. Yeah, man, ridiculous. So the Gorillas of Destiny look for Gorilla Warfare, but Goto fights them off. Goto counters the gun stun, and he hits Ishigoroshi. The GTR follows, and Fale pulls out the ref. Fale hits Goto with the grenade, and Red Shoes refuses to count, and he DQs Tamatanga. <laughs> Red Shoes don't play. Wash, rinse, repeat. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad that you had to watch that, but you got to do it for the team. I appreciate your efforts. <laughs> Um, in a first ever matchup, I think they said we had Juice Robinson versus Zack Saber Jr. Juice unwraps the tape and the cast on his injured hand. He hits the left hand to God, and Zack Saber Jr. is down. Juice is slow to follow up, so Zack Saber Jr. counters the pull friction and locks on the doubled arm submission. Juice fights, but Zack Saber Jr. ties up his legs as well. Juice does his best pretzel impersonation, and the ref finally has to stop it when Juice has no other option but to tap out. I liked how this was a good match. I like that they save stuff for a future match, too. They did a nice bit of stuff in a limited amount of time. So whenever that rematch happens, it's going to be really good. And I'm going to keep it real with you. ZSJ with the U.S. Championship could be really fun. With all the crazy stuff that's going on in the world. You can have a lot of fun making people mad from America. Yeah, I was about to ask, did you think that maybe, um, you know, since he got this victory, it maybe that would lead to him uh, maybe challenging Ju- Juice later on at some point, uh, King of Pro Wrestling, or maybe waiting all the way to the Dome? I think it's probably going to happen in Long Beach. Okay. All right, that's right. That'll be good earlier than sooner than later. I'll take that. Either Long Beach or the Destruction Tour, maybe. Okay. Next up, oh boy, Ishii versus Kenny Omega. Big match Ishii, baby. <laughs> Kenny Omega counters the Lariat with a knee strike, but Ishii hits a pop-up headbutt. The Lariat from Ishii decapitates Omega, and it only gets a two count. Omega hits a brain buster for only a one. Hit a Lariat by Ishii, they trade strikes. We get the Brain Buster by Ishii, and Ishii gets the upset victory over Kenny Omega. Ishii did it for the culture, man. Oh. People on my timeline was losing their goddamn mind when Ishii uh. won. I was like, dog, I told you, Ishii was, was, had a strong chance to beat him. And I told people that you don't really think they're going to make Omega to go through the entire tournament undefeated. Really? I come was, on. I, I, I know was, y'all in your feelings and whatnot, but come on now. I was losing my mind watching this Saturday morning because this happened on Friday, last Friday. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like every freaking, you know, turn of the match, it was just like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Like, I, 
I didn't think I would see a match better than Ishii and Kota Ibushi, but yeah, they got it. I was feeling the same way about Kota Ibushi. I was like, man, Ishii versus Kota Ibushi, Mega versus Naito. Um, I'm forgetting one more, like Goto versus Ishii. I was like, eh, it's going to be hard to top those matches. Yeah, but this one was really, um, I think because Kenny got hard weighed and his lip was all, I mean, like he was in a fight. You know, they man. both were busted up, I yeah. believe. Yeah, this turned into yeah. a fight at the end, man. And you mm-hmm. know, you don't really see that much blood in New Japan, but like Kenny's lip was really laid open from those headbutts. It was one of those times where they really did need them young guys to bring them back to the back because <laughs> right. they took a beating. And I was like, I've watched that match three times now. Yeah, you, even listen if you listen to on the Japanese commentary. Some of the stuff that they do in the match, they start cussing American curse words. I was like, oh, I hear, I hear, I hear Milano going like, damn. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, man, that was that was a hell of a match right there, man. That was whoa. They they That's really laid be, on the line. That that match is going to be on some people's match of the year. Somewhere it might be the top. It might be somewhere in that top ten for most people though. Oh yeah! If you saw it, if you saw it, you definitely are gonna have it ranked very, very high. Next up, the guys we have to follow that not too shabby themselves. Naito versus Kota Abushi. Abushi pulls Naito to his feet. The Kamigoye is countered by Naito. Abushi fights off the Destino, but Na- but Naito hits the Destino on the second try for a great near fall. Abushi counters another Destino into the air raid crash and follows with the Bombaye and the Kamigoye. For the win, man, he did. He did the Shinsuke Nakamura shout out. <laughs> like he moved a couple times in the tournament, but that was the first time he did the whole gesture and then hit somebody with it. Mm-hmm. And man, that's a killer combo. It's like you're really not supposed to get up after that. <laughs> like nah, but but that level of match that Naito and Ibushi did following Omega. And Ishii is tremendous. And though I don't have it better than Omega versus Ishii, I have it right beneath it below. It's like, I got Omega versus Ishii maybe five stars. I have Bushi versus Naito is 4.75. It's just like, it's callbacks from their previous match. The last one's G1 too, so I guess. And it also is in a way with Ibushi getting the victory, it's kind of him getting back at Naito saying, what are you doing here last year? You don't, you didn't do nothing to be here. You just get in the tournament? Right. Get out of here. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, the level of match that they had to follow and what they actually did, I mean, they did as best you could expect or better probably. Yeah, a lot of people, we've seen a lot of people not do the same thing in certain situations. Like, follow a great match with their own great match in their own way. Right, right. With that said, that match was kind of scary to watch, man. It's the drops they were taking on uh-huh. each other's head. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Kenny, oh Kenny and Ishii, God. too, man. Kenny, I mean, they were getting dropped on their, uh, a lot of on their shoulders and necks. <laughs> Yeah, but it was even worse because you know Abushi kind of crazy though. <laughs> so I was like, man, I see why y'all don't go to this match too much because it's kind of like Dragon Lee Hiromu. 
Those are great matches, but we can't have them dudes wrestling each other too much. Right. Like, once or twice a year, that's it. Right. Not yeah. no more than that. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to move on to night 15. We're back to the A block. Yoshihashi, he goes up against Bad Luck Fale. Bad Luck Fale misses a sit-down splash on the sunset flip counter. Tonga Loa runs in, and Yoshihashi fights him off. Yoshihashi hits a running meteora and locks on an armbar. Tamatanga arrives and runs in for chair shots, and he gets Bad Luck Fale DQ'd. <laughs> Minoru Suzuki, oh. he faces Hangman Page. Page hits the buckshot lariat. Page looks for the rite of passage. Suzuki counters into the choke. Page fights and counters the gotch pile driver into the rite of passage for the upset as Hangman Page defeats Minoru Suzuki. When that happened, all I remember is screaming, oh my god, he just beat Suzuki. Biggest oh my win god. of his oh life. Oh my god. Like, just think about like his tournament thus far. He's beating Fale. Even if it's disqualification, he beat him. Fale is a former Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. He be- he's beaten Makabe, who's a former World Heavyweight Champion. He's beaten Suzuki, who's a former Intercontinental Champion. So they are. He's not winning no block, but he's growing. So exactly. Yeah, man. That's good on good on good on New Japan and good on Hangman. Yeah, man. Another just another stepping stone for old Hangman Page. Next up, we had. Oh, go ahead. It's just like the finish is like, whoa, he just beat Suzuki. Like, oh my God. Like, literally, I was like, I couldn't believe it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The Sling Blade, Jay White, or excuse me, Switchblade, Jay White, versus Maccabe. Maccabe heads up top. He misses the King Kong knee drop. Jay White goes to the floor and he gets a chair. Maccabee lariats the chair into Jay White's face, and we have a ref bump, followed by a chair shot from Jay White. The Blade Runner finishes Maccabee, and Jay White gets another victory. I I vaguely remember I vaguely remember not really liking this match that much. And I think I I, I think I only really liked the little stuff in the match where Jay was doing stuff that the referee ain't want to do. Nephew was like, no, 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 no. And Jay's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 I think I remember I like in the finish too, but yeah, everything ain't gonna be great. You know it. They gotta have a couple of duds here or there. That what makes the spectacular matches stand out even more. Exactly. So the ace Tanahashi, he goes up against Big Mike Elgin. We get a back fist by Elgin, followed by a huge lariat. Elgin hits another lariat and Splash Mountain for a great near fall. Elgin pulls Tanahashi up and hits a buckle bomb, but Tanahashi counters the Elgin bomb into a cradle, and Tanahashi gets another victory in this year's G1. This match was awesome, and if it wasn't for the botch at the finish, it would probably be rated higher by other people. Mm. I didn't kill for that for that botch, but still, you could sell that it frustrated Tanahashi in the backstage comments. So it was a really good match. And it, like somebody else said, I think it was smooth that said it. And basically that it's amazing how much better Michael Elgin looks when he has some psychology within his matches. Mm-hmm. 
and he got that versus Tanahashi, and he's also gotten that versus Naito. So that is something because at times it's just like Big Mike just be hitting them big moves. He's, he's like one. He's one of those moves, dudes. Mm-hmm. He had moves, but he doesn't have the quite quite right to psychology. I don't know. No, it's the economy of it. He's a big guy, right? And he can do a whole lot of things, but he tries to do them all in one match. When instead, he could probably cut that in half and use, uh, you know, a couple of moves for special occasions or when he has to dig deep and it's a really good opponent, break out one of those really, really cool moves that he can do. And then it'll mean a lot more because it'll have the economy of, oh, he doesn't do that a lot anymore. My my guy um on Twitter at guy guys and really kind of made a joke about it, like you see Elgin Elgin is one of the reasons we should ban tape traders from wrestling. <laughs> 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 it's like they see it all the Japanese moves and want to do, <laughs> and it's kind of like come on man <laughs> chill out. And I saw that just wanted to start busting out laughing because it's kind of true. Right, right. The tape trader dude, so so I mean that's why he has all those all Japan moves and stuff. He does the burn the hammer. We get to the main event as we have Okada. He faces off against evil. Okada counters everything is evil and he hits his own version of everything is evil for near fall. Okada hits the drop kick, followed by the tombstone, and then he fires up. Evil cuts off a rainmaker attempt, and evil hits his own rainmaker. Okada hits a Rainmaker, and then he hits a second Rainmaker, and Okada picks up another hard-fought victory. That was a that was a dope match. It's, it was it it was good to see like Okada continuously building momentum. And it was also good to see Evil have a a pretty good match because this tournament has been up and down. He's been like battling injuries. We don't like. Allegedly battling injuries and probably kind of like weakened him across the tournament. So I would give him some of the pass, but he's not, he hasn't had the same level of tournament that he did last year. Right. All right. We'll move into the final night of our review. Night 16. We're back in the B block. Juice Robinson. He's going up against by far the MVP of this year's G1 tournament, Ishii. Ishii misses the Lariat but he hits a German. Juice Robinson fires back up with Fighting Spirit, and Ishii hits a clothesline. They trade headbutts. Ishii counters the Pulp Friction, and he hits an Enziguri, followed by the Brain Buster, to defeat a game Juice Robinson. <laughs> Ishii just getting all the title shots in B-Block. <laughs> yeah, Ishii getting all the, all the title shots, but... This is a dope match. We all kind of assumed that Ishii was going to win because they're trying to keep him strong for whenever he faces Omega for the title. So this is it was a dope match. Sucks to see Juice catch another L, but it is what it is. It's part of it's part of his road to redemption and his underdog babyface story. So right, it's all right. Next up, we had Goto. He faced off against Zack Saber Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. counters out of the GTR and rolls into a Billy Robinson-style cradle for a two. Goto hits a desperation headbutt in the reverse GTR. Zack Sabre Jr. counters the GTR into the European clutch, and Zack Sabre Jr. comes away with the victory. I loved all the callbacks to Jap- like Japanese greats, even to his own countryman, Billy Robinson. 
I I love the desperation spot by Gozo to reach the ropes. It shows how desperate he was to continue to win and have that shot to like win G1. And the commentary, like the English commentary, already aided in in me watching this, the match. I think I think a reason GP was visiting or something on that night. Hmm. Roll up the roll up finish was really cool. So I really I really enjoyed that match. I knew that I I remember Goto and Zach having a good match last year, so I'm not surprised by this being really good too. Mm-hmm. Next up, Kota Abushi versus Tama Tonga. Now this was uh this is in the Budokan Hall, right? This is where these matches were, right? I think it were. Yeah, you know he got he got banned from the building because he did that the moonsault in there off of the. <laughs> the balcony actually it might it might have been somewhere else i think the budokan are the last like oh, the, uh, is, are these ones coming up okay well i know one of these last uh, venues like he got banned out of there because he, he did one of these balcony moonsaults and he did that in this particular match where he went up to the yeah yeah level. he was banned from the budokan and the last couple shows are going to be a budokan so yeah so that's cool uh, so he does He does all that, so they finally get it all back into the ring. Ibushi hits a head kick, Fale arrives, and lariats Ibushi. Kenny Omega runs out, and he takes out Fale. But, Tomatong, but Tongaloa excuse me, spears Omega. Ibushi takes out Tongaloa, and lariats Tamatanga. The Kamagoye is countered, and Tamatanga hits a pop-up gun stun, and Tamatanga gets a win over Kota Ibushi. I heard good things about that match. Oh, you didn't you didn't see this? Oh yes, yes, yes. I told you, I told you, man. It's just Oh, he's on strike. Well they actually made this one freaking count. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was sad that Bushi lost him whatever. And so um with Kenny Omega getting speared and thus beat down after the match, Omega is laid out until uh Page and uh Hangman Page and Chase Owens they make the save. The commentary questions if Omega will even compete. So Yano rushes out to try to take advantage of Kenny Omega. <laughs> so, you know, Owens and uh, Paige, they remain at ringside to kind of assist Kenny. So the bell rings. We get Yano versus Kenny Omega. Yano uses the ref to try to fight off the one wing angel. Then Yano low blows Omega and the ref. The firing squad arrives and attacks both men. Tamatanga hits a gun stunt on Yano and Omega, and then he puts Yano on top of Omega, and Yano gets the win. Bruh, that was that, that gave me bad flashbacks to TNA wrestling when it was bad. <laughs> that was just some overbooked nonsense. <laughs> I know why they did what they did for the sake of the story, but it got to be a better way to do it than that crap we saw. <laughs> um, come on. The stuff between Yano and Omega was fun, but all that other grinning crap was like, man, that's out of here with that. And uh, this is where uh, uh, Tamatanga took it a little bit too far and uh, went out in the oh, crowd. No, yeah. And and uh, I, I guess they said from what I've heard is that that guy is a particular heckler at that particular building. And, you know, he's kind of known for that and Tomatonga just I guess wasn't having it that day and he went uh, too far yeah he definitely crossed the line because he put his hands on a fan and, and you can never do that if he was in WWE or even probably Raw he would have got fired oh yes for freaking sure 
Now he could have went okay. out there and pump fake like he's gonna punch him or or Alexander hit him with the chair. He would have been totally within his right to do that. Even if he would have gotten his face and maybe me mugged him and cursed him, he would have been fine. But when he put his hands on him, yeah. And then it's like you got the bad behavior with that curse words. Plus he was littering, which is bigly it's a big taboo in the country. Right. Plus, he was trolling Roman at every turn inside the you know with the with the intros and everything too. He he's been doing a lot this summer, <laughs> doing, doing the most, but sometimes doing the most will get you in some crap. But um, he's gonna mess around, get himself fired, and cause his brother to get fired too because they're not gonna keep him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So this is one of those situations where you got to think about how your actions affect not just yourself but other people. Is it's heat and then it's cheap heat. Right. You don't need cheap. Right. So, right. yeah, man. It's just I like I like Haku. I like his kids. It's like Haku never had to do none of that stuff because Haku was just that dude. He ain't. I ain't never hear Haku curse. I just know Haku's that dude. So you need to be more like the father. Chill with this crazy stuff. Right. Well, we'll see how the new toned down act uh, works. Um, the last three uh, nights here of G1. So next up, Naito faces off against Sonata. So L.I.J. versus L.I.J. Naito counters out of the skull in, but Sonata gets the O'Connor roll for two. Sonata lays in strikes, but Naito tosses Sonata into the buckles and follows with the German. Sonata fires back up, but walks into a destino, and Naito gets the win. Evil arrives and has Hiromu's jacket with him. Naito cuts the post-match promo and says Hiromu is likely watching and he will return when he can. And so they all come in together and do the LIJ fist bump. Yeah, man, that really touched a lot of people. It was a dope main event. It was kind of some rough spots in it, but I kind of like blame that to them not having so much chemistry wrestling versus each other Mm -hmm. and also fatigue from the tournament because we're getting closer down to the nitty-gritty. One spot in the match that was really cool was seeing Sonata finally hit the destiny you know, on somebody. <laughs> I, I, I he was going to hit it on probably Naito, and I was right. So he just needed to work on that destiny because you know, it was kind of rough too. But yeah, it would be a great thing if Naito won, like some one of my other people say. It's like it would be a great moment if Naito won, and and Hiromu came out to congratulate him and and that, break off a piece of the trophy. That would be funny too. Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> that would be great. It would be fitting too, and that'll stop people from laugh from 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 crying to laughing. And that's that's what home was about. So I'm gonna catch you guys up on the standings this time, as I did not have them for you last time. So at the end of night 16, in block A, we have Hir- Hir- um, Tanahashi Hiroshi Tanahashi. He's seven and one. He's got 14 points. Jay White is the next closest competitor. Him and Okada both are six and two, and they both have twelve points. So they're the two guys who matter coming in to the final night. So Tanahashi's gonna face off with Okada. So there's a potential where we could get both men having fourteen points and Okada would have the tiebreaker because he beat Tanahashi. Jay White could also end up with 14 points, and that would put Jay White over them both because Jay White defeated both of them the first two nights of the A-block competition. So it's really tight at the top here. Um, You know, a pinfall here, a pinfall there will determine who wins block A. Yep. We got a couple contenders, and 
We'll see how it plays out. All right, and block B is a little bit more crowded. So we got Kenny Omega and Aito. They're both six and two, and they both have twelve points. Kota Ibushi and Zack Saber Jr. are both five and three, and they both have ten points. So we know that Kenny and uh, Kota Ibushi are going to face each other. So there's a potential where both of those men could be tied up, and Kota Ibushi would win via tiebreaker. But then, of course, we've got Zack Sabre Jr. and Naito, and one of those guys could also, uh, you know, creep in there due to um, just having more points. 14 points would be the number Naito would get. And Zack Sabre Jr. would be in an interesting position because I know he lost to Omega, so he wouldn't have that tiebreaker. I think he lost to Naito, too, and he beat Kota. So there's some interesting dynamics going there in, in block yep. B. I can't remember what Zach did early that was funny, but it was really funny. I think um, I think Zach had a picture of, of Naito and somebody else <laughs> where he was making fun of him, you know, how he looks alike. And then other people, commenters, had like Naito looking like um, the guy, like Wayne's Garth from Wayne's World. And yeah, the other ones, it was just like, I was like, damn, Zach, it's too early for this shit. <laughs> so, I know that you may have a little fortune cookie going on. So, let's say, no spoilers, but do you have a, a prediction for who's going to be wrestling in the finals? Oh, I know. Like, for B Block, I, I'd already know who's won. Who's going for A block? I'm not gonna tell you. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Keep me in the dark. No spoilers here. No spoilers. For B block for B block. Ah, if we follow the narrative that was set up last year, it it feels like it's it it feels like it might be Bushi. Okay. But part of me, but I kind of want to see Naito be the dude to go back to back. Yeah, that story would be great. I was thinking about that. After he beat Sonata and be like, man, it'd be cool if he did this back that and hit and that would be three finals in a row too. Yeah, you're right. That's true. So it'd be cool if he if he get that. Because he's not gonna have a lot of the records that Okada's gonna have, but for him to have that would be great for him and his fans. So yeah. All right. All right. So you guys are all caught up through night sixteen of the G one. We've got three more nights to go. Uh, three straight nights, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday is the final. So definitely if you got New Japan uh, World, tune into that. Um, before you watch SummerSlam, I'm pretty sure it would be much better. And probably about three hours shorter, too. Uh, so, <laughs> so so enjoy, enjoy, enjoy oh. the finals of the G1. It's gonna Whatever the finals are, it's going to be a fantastic match because that match has no time limit, right? Uh, or it's a sixteen-minute time that. limit. I, I know it's. I know it's twice what the normal matches are. At least the normal matches are thirty-minute time limits. I think the final is like an hour, or no time limit. I'm about to look that up. On that note, for Anwar Starwin, I'm going to let him get his shout-outs out before we uh, wrap up the show. Uh, thanks for everyone that's listening and thanks for the people that's commentary and people who shares it and hopes us bringing more people. Go listen to other podcasts in the network and have fun. All right. Thank you, Anwar, once again for joining me. I'd like to give a shout out to JPK Moto. Hopefully she can 
join us for the finals. I would love for that to happen. So got my fingers crossed for that. Uh, thanks to everybody who listens to Cash and Strong Style, who uses the hashtag, who interacts on Twitter. Uh, we very much appreciate it. We definitely love seeing the tweets, seeing you guys be just as, as excited about the product as we are. Uh, help out CSPN by becoming a Patreon member. Go over to www.patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Uh, you can uh, become a patron, different levels, whatever you choose. If you become a CSPN backstage member, though, you get exclusive new podcasts, new content, backstage uh, stuff that goes on pre and post shows from the WrestleCast, Bad and Boozy, uh, the newest podcast on the network, Not So Newlyweds. They have their own special version of uh, Patreon content. So we got some really cool things going on over there at patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. So for my co-host, Anwar Starwin, I'm Don DeLorente, and this has been Cast of Strong Style. Strong stop, stop, stop.